right? But what it really shows is God foolishly going after his unfaithful wife. And of course, his wife is not some earthly woman, but uh, the people of Israel. And so he goes in a way that in an ancient society and even to our own society would consider to be uh, rather foolish. He runs after his unfaithful wife who treated his gifts that he gives her as if they were given by someone else. It seems very strange. How would you not know? But this is the, the way it's presented here because they have given themselves over to idolatry. And this is actually how we understand in the Old Testament when they have all this stuff about unfaithfulness, which looks very strange to us and looks very harsh. It's really about the people. And in fact, actually, in the case where they make the golden calf, the punishment at the end is that they're supposed to drink the golden calf, turned to powder, burned and turned to powder and put in the water, which is actually a strange Old Testament thing that is done when uh, testing if a woman has been unfaithful because the husband is extremely jealous, which most likely more often than not was not true, but so we see this and we say, well, why should God be so jealous? Why should God be so enraged about his only place in the hearts of his believers? Of course, God does not really get angry. That's a very stupid idea. We say it in the Bible, but he doesn't really get angry. What he becomes is something that when we do something wrong matches the power of who he is. His power is always the same. It doesn't he doesn't have to change his power. He doesn't have to change his emotions. So when we turn to God in love and soften our hearts, the way that he is seems to be loving. And when we turn away from him as, as people who are unfaithful, when we turn aside to idolatry, when we give ourselves over to a, another lover, so to speak, God seems to be angry. But it's really just us that is the problem. It's not God's, you know, God as some sort of changeable human being. It's whether we have decided to hear God. And actually, He's not a terrible person here. It's a little bit rough. He takes away the things that he's given, but he doesn't, he doesn't really kill this unfaithful Israel. He calls her back. He calls her back through a wilderness, through a desert, 
As we see with St. Mary of Egypt, that she was called back through a wilderness, through a desert. She had to go through the wilderness, which was a confrontation of her own sin. She had to experience the anger of God against her own sin. Not that it was God's anger, but that's what she needed. She didn't need somebody saying, well, no, it's okay. She needed somebody that, she needed a God that could really give her that inner violence to confront an overpowering passion. Not the violence of someone outside, but the violence of God, the strength, the power, the anger of God that would allow her to have the power to reject a false kind of love, an idolatry. An idolatry that, you know, when we see the Israelites doing their idolatry, it says that, you know, Joshua says, well, it sounds like they're having a battle or something. And actually, what does it say in Hosea? After everything is made right, he says, I will abolish the bow, the sword, and war from the land and make you lie down in safety. So it's the giving of true peace not the giving of warfare, but that peace has to come by really confronting the ways that we turn aside, the ways that we are idolatrous, the ways that we are unfaithful to God. And those ways may not seem so dramatic as you know making a golden calf. They may just be that we sort of say, God, well, you're not here. God, you know, this is mine and that is yours. But what does God tell Israel through Hosea? He says, it's all from me. Because what is from God? Everything. Everything. Everything that not just that we have, but that we are. And we have to, with violence, with strength, with anger. Say, I will give this back to God and I will not take it for myself. I will not take it and I will not lay it at the foot of this idol that I make of myself, but I will give it to God. One of the fathers, I forget which one, says that, you know, we, we're supposed to have anger. Anger is not a bad thing. We're supposed to have anger. If Eve had been angry, she would have rejected the serpent. And that's not just Eve, that's not just a woman thing. If any of us was truly indignant about being taken away from God, we would reject the temptation. Immediately, forcefully, and that's a virtue. It's a virtue to take that strength from God, that anger of God, which is not 
human anger, which is just an expression of his power when we're confronted by something weak that wants to make itself a power over us. When we're confronted by the power of what we call this world, trying to rule us, we can be faithful with his strength, with his force to reject the things that take us away from him. And that's, that strength and that force is, is a paradoxical thing because it brings us peace. That strength and that force is a paradoxical thing because it is the strength and force with which Christ goes to the cross. It is the strength and the force with which he offers himself up to God. And he's not just, we don't, we shouldn't emphasize who crucified him. It is by his own will he was crucified. To take on a body and confront death, as St. John Chrysostom says. To embitter death by the power of his demonstration of that love for God which is forceful. Which demands to be in the presence of God and will not accept anything else. So let us have that force like St. Mary of Egypt had, that strength, that violence, which gives us peace so that we might worship God truly and not be unfaithful. And so many things in which we say, this is mine and this is not yours, God. But we forcefully, strongly take our life like as if, you know, in the Old Testament when they sacrificed a gigantic bull and they sacrificed the animal. We take our life and we say, this is yours, God, and we offer it up to God with that kind of force and that kind of strength. To learn that in prayer and then in peace, to be able to say that we see Christ when he comes, risen from the dead. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. Thank, uh, thank you.